0: always do it on my own so i gotta get through it and the only thing i know is to love what i'm doing never give up never slow till i
1: finally prove it never listen to the nose I... he who controls the past controls the future he who controls the present controls the past Hello, everybody. We are live, but not live here at Nobody's News. The Biden administration is making fast friends with India's economy, but at the same time, the digital currency push is coming to full swing. New York can't even get legalizing weed right. Russia's rebellion has been quietly quelled, and the 2024 election is still anybody's for the taking. We're going to get to all of this stuff and more, but first, how are you doing, Broski? Oh, I'm doing good. good today, bro. How are you? Not too bad. Catching you before you go to work um, because we're going to try to start doing two shows a week, um, one on Monday and then one before you go to work. So that's why you're looking all spiffy today, Mr. Private Security. Mall Uh, cop for rent. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, fire watcher. (laughs) Yeah, basically um, the SEAL Team 6 of security personnel. And uh, I'm proud that my brother serves. Scott's Uh, can sleep at night because of me. Yes, um, how is it with the fires? I've heard you mention it briefly, but Arizona is getting wrecked by fires right now. Is it bad or or I mean,
0: uh, I heard like eighteen hundred acres, I guess, uh, and it's pretty much out at this point. Just of course, you know, up in Scottsdale, with everyone being so so wealthy up there, everyone was just absolutely losing their minds. And you know, oh, it's, it's, it's four miles. We could see it, and it's just like well, there's also a thousand firefighters down there digging lines. So I think we're fine. Yeah.
1: Well, hopefully it does. I mean, I guess it's and not going to... And
0: it's nothing. It's, it's like nothing. They're still like, what happens if something else pops up? And you're like, I don't know. There's a lot of people here. I think
1: we'll be just fine. Yeah. Well, I heard that there's this crazy weather right now because basically, I didn't know this. Um, and by the way, is your um, can you hear yourself good in your mic? Yeah, I can hear myself. Okay, because I think my headphones are down. I just wanted to make sure you could hear yourself good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I uh, so apparently storm systems, they can back up like cattle in a, um, a, a shoot, like have you ever been to a rodeo or worked at a farm? And there's all these big storm systems that got stuck behind one, um, I believe, over the Atlantic. So now you're seeing like some parts of the country are getting torrential downpours like the Midwest. Other places like the West Coast are really dry. And then you're having crazy hot humid weather. Um, I was just talking to our family the other day. It's like 100 in Tennessee, which is abnormal for this time, um, with tons of humidity. So the weather's all, all kinds of out of whack, but it's weird cause it's like some places are dry. So you're like, Oh, global warming. And then other places it's super wet. So I don't know, but, um, also there's, I, I don't know if it's the Canada fire or what, but apparently West Virginia and kind of parts of the East coast are still really bad as far as air pollution, people like choking in their houses, um, so not good stuff. Um, supposed to be West coast problems. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I, re- I always remember that. And you know, the West coast, we'd hear the, the Marines over at Pendleton talk about It's just always on fire, but we never see the
0: pictures See people in like ITV barracks, you know, and just smoke, walk, step outside and it's just smoky. Like there's a fog machine outside their door.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it probably doesn't help throwing off artillery simulators and all sorts of music, mu- you know, munitions and stuff. Um, but anyway, Tracers. so you, <laughs> yeah. So you're doing good. Um, not a lot of updates here for me. Just still, well, sort of an update. Um, just still working on book stuff and waiting. Um, I've got some other stuff in the side um, that I'm kind of. This is relates to the show as well. Um, as every, everybody knows who watches the show, I've had some crazy medical issues. Some like you know damage in parts of my brain that you know cause a bunch of hormone issues release cortisol which you know affects breathing heart rate all that stuff um so i'm i'm kind of working to get that stuff figured out and get um because that's affected work so getting that figured out getting more stable um and in the next 30 days i should have some good progress made on that hopefully and um you know, all that, because, you know, I'm, I'm getting help through the VA since it's all service-connected with, you know, dis, you know disabilities and TBIs from deployment, stuff like that. Um, so um, I'm working on that. P- reason I bring that up is because, A, we're going to be able to start doing two shows a week um, at least, the Monday and a Thursday show. And then also um, I have my book that I've written, which I'm still, you know, working with publishers, agents. That whole process just takes a while. But you and I, and we're going to announce more on this later, and uh, we're going to have kind of a brainstorming session on these and probably put it out for everybody. Um, But you and I are going to start working on a project, two projects. One, basically looking at politics, kind of what we try to do on the show, take the, the divisive issues, most divisive issues of our time, and then break them down and find we're we're calling a sane position and then using the U.S. Constitution as our quality check for our sane positions. So not a left-leaning position, not a right-leaning position. We're just examining the issues, the history of the issues, and then making sure that our sane position that makes sense falls in line with the, the Constitution. On top of that, we're also going to be working on, you and I have talked about We, we've talked some about the manosphere and feminism on this show and the problems with it, the strengths with it. And, um, I think you're, you kind of got me into the whole like red pill thing and interested in it. And, uh, we basically want to do the same thing, but with like, the, the relationship between the sexes, like, look at the the whole landscape, and instead of having one side saying all men are evil, and this and that, and the other thing, the feminist, and then the other side saying that marriage is horrible, don't get married, the manosphere side, we want to find sane positions and examine that whole landscape, because, like, you and I, you know, I'm not religious, you're uh, religious, you know, I, I don't know, you classify yourself as, but like marriage, for instance, marriage is a good thing for society. Marriage builds the nuclear family. It's the smallest unit. It's a barrier to authoritarianism. If you have that, you know, it, it, that internal core that the state can't tamper with. So that's where, like, the manosphere, I think, is giving the wrong message to young people, that oh, well, women are garbage. So men should just say, screw marriage, we're just going to be a high-value male and plow through ladies. I don't think that's a good message. I also obviously have big problems with feminism, so we're going to go through that and hopefully try to find some actual solutions that are good for society, not just this black pill, women are garbage, it's over. Maybe it is for our generation, but the young generation, men and women incentivize each other. And like we've seen this push on TikTok with like young women now kind of adopt going against feminism and saying oh being a housewife isn't that bad or i'd like to find a husband and be a housewife and uh not saying that all women should be housewives but that that kind of sentiment of more traditionalism um in regards to marriage and relationships and just not being a hoe uh so but in order for that seed to bud you need the men to be men and to be ready to incentivize the women to grow that movement and there needs to be a place for them. If they want to go find good men, there needs to be good men. So just examining all those issues, I'm excited about all that. we're going to do a brainstorming session on all of that and kind of work through some of those, those problems and kind of outline our book. And hopefully people in the comments can help, can help, you know, give us input on where they think we're wrong, where they think we're right, stuff that they would add. And uh, we'd like to turn it into a project. Um, so that's politics and culture, two things that we want to affect. And we figured, you know what, I, I just wrote this book. I had plans to write the political book, already started on it. So we're like, let's just do it. Let's Maybe the podcast isn't big. Maybe nobody watches it. Maybe nobody reads these books. But at least we can get, instead of sitting around and complaining about politics and left and right, instead of sitting around and complaining about the manosphere and feminism and just sitting there saying they suck— actually going out and saying, you know what, we're going to provide something better. So, I'm excited about that and uh, hopefully you guys will, will enjoy it, um, but our timeline for that is finish the political book by the end of the year, around November, and then roll into that book, finish that around May of next year. So we're going to be pretty busy with that stuff, um, so maybe even too early to even talk about it, but I just wanted to, I want to start getting people involved early. Um, but do you have anything on that before we continue?
0: no it just it's a pretty exciting project and hopefully should have some sanity and hopefully it should be well thought out and i'm excited for it for sure cuz even if we like a lot of things and say that the Manosphere or even on on every side you 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 can't pick good stuff out obviously but it's just just try to take some sanity and then still get back to fixing the culture not necessarily just this is the cards which again if 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 you are dealt bad cards you know hey that that's just how it is but we <laughs> We need to have a nuclear family again. Having that nuclear family guards against degeneracy. So yeah, and
1: uh, I think I think that like is that even a word? Real fast. Yeah, degeneracy. Oh, okay. so I just sound like a redneck and just came up. <laughs> no, well, that's good. It just it just helps the fabric of society stands against too. Like the degeneracy typically leads to authoritarianism we know this to be true looking at history and some of the things they destroy the family that's one thing that communists love to do socialists love to do but um, I think that like political ideologies and these cultural ideologies manosphere feminism and then you know the pol- political ones Republican Democrat they become very tribal it just becomes a sports team where it's not about the right answer it's about my team versus your team so i think those what happens then is they're very good at attacking the other side so they're very good at exposing problems and flaws the problem is because there's not a lot of good self reflection it's a lot of motivated reasoning cognitive dissonance and team loyalty that they don't they aren't very good at finding solutions to those problems so that's why i think there's a big landscape where we know the problems, but there's not a lot of people actually finding sensible solutions. And I know that I hate that word sensible when you're talking about politics or culture, because typically it's a way to sneak in gun control or authoritarian policy. But in this case, that's why we use "sane." Um, just re- "sane," because, you know, we talk to people about this stuff and our opinions. And I find that very few people, unless they're highly partisan, agree with most of the stuff we say, because most of it is what everyone agrees on, live and let live, do this, do that. You know, they don't really care for the government. So I definitely think that there's a need for it. But if there's no, if people are mad because they see the problems and then there's no sane solutions, they're just going to find the the team that's closest to them. And then once you get into that groupthink mentality, we've talked about that before, psychologically, it's biological You just get wrapped up into groupthink, hormones start getting released. I mean, humans are social creatures, and there's an evolutionary thing to that. Or if you're, you know, believe in creation, whatever, there is, that is part of the design. But um, anyway, I was at the gym today, and I saw, this is just new news, we'll hit real quick. Um, Today, Biden spoke about how the Supreme Court turned down his student debt relief program. Um, So real quick. I was going to look at that. This is from Reuters. Biden condemns Supreme Court decision on student loans, proposes new measures. Um, so his plan to cancel 430 billion in student loan debts. Uh, it was shot down in a six to three decision by the Supreme Court. Um, the new program is basically going to be, they don't have it listed here, but it's, uh, so they're going to have Sort of, They're basically redoing the program and they're going to bypass it by, I'm not entirely sure who the person is, but some bigwig in charge of student debt and all of that, those programs is basically they're going to offer, not bailout programs, it's going to be, basically the way they're going to do it is it's an economic relief package, so they're going to package it like okay, this isn't some broad sweeping bill. This is just a thing that's out there and anyone who qualifies for it will get student uh, you know, debt relief, um, kind of like an individualized thing instead of a broad sweeping thing. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I don't know what, who will qualify it f- for it. I mean, 40 million people qualified for the first one and 16 million had already been accepted. So I imagine there's going to be less for this one, but um, they're also doing stuff like a, a ramp on repayment system where your your payments slowly increase over the course of a year um i i mean i'm happy because you know i don't like big government spending but i was also kind of annoyed just that this was the only thing that the republicans have managed to block recently like they just have let i mean like we saw with the irs oh look we cut a bunch of irs agents you cut 20 million of the 80 million which left 60 million new IRS agents still hired. So I'm like, out of all the things that the Republicans, the useless Republicans have failed to block, they get this one, which is the one thing that would actually benefit me, you know? So I'm like, I was laughing because I'm, I'm obviously for it. I don't want it to go through, but I'm also like, of course this would be the one thing where they actually put their foot down. But,
0: um, whenever some handouts are coming your way, they get shot on delivery.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, it's just because the they know that the majority of that $40 million or a large percentage of them, they're going to be a plurality of them Democrats. So if the Republicans are like, yeah, we're not losing anything with our base here. We're helping our base. So it's just a political thing. But then, you know, the IRS agents who will collect government money that then the Republicans can spend, no, they still want to keep those new $60 million. Oh, uh you know another another 40 billion another 20 billion to ukraine yeah you know that's we have to absolutely do that lindsey graham talking about how it's the most important thing of our time so annoying and on top of 200 billion that just got lost in covid you know by fraudsters we don't know where it went the majority of it's not going to get recovered a ton of it was international fraudsters that there some people who had like so many claims that they made millions of dollars, individual citizens, on the COVID relief money. So there might be a book in there just in all the money that the government has lost or wasted. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, my
1: goodness. I, seriously. I mean, if you went back, I mean, I can't even imagine. It's unfathomable. I mean, to this day, there's still... That's a, this is one of the things that annoys me about why it's so difficult getting any sort of medical assistance from the VA is there's still six million a month that just disappears. The one they've tried the course um, they can't get the case before Congress. Um, I can't remember the veteran who's working on it. He's the same guy that just did that like PAC Act. Um oh. yeah, sandal or heard, something. Heard of then, yeah. yeah. And he's like they won't hear it. So we just don't know where for years and years and years this six million's been going. But no one can account for it and they don't want to try and look for it. So I'm just, yeah, the, the spending's out of control. And then
0: all the foreign countries over the past, say, 50 years, like that we've yeah. just sent money and stuff to places. What happened to all that? Like yeah. what 50 million
1: here and there in <laughs> Pakistan for uh, what is it, gender studies? So stupid. Couple billion in Ukraine. Yeah, and literally the exact like on the, the nail on the head of what the Republicans say. Cause like we've been in college, like there's the majority of classes that might be adoring political stuff in it, like from the professors, but it's not like you go in there and they hand you a rainbow flag and then you're forced to take a bunch of gender theory classes. That's a very small subsect of academia, as woke as academia is. It's like anything else. There's a very woke, loud, group of people within academia that have painted the whole thing. And yes, the whole institution is very left leaning, but, um, it, I think that the Republicans play it up too much. We're like, college is done. You know, we don't need any right wing people going to college. I'm like, well, then they go and they, they do 50 million for gender studies in Pakistan. And it's like, Oh, that's definitely going to convince people that it's, it's worse than it is. Um, the indoctrination, but yeah, um, Anyway, so this got me very angry. I just found out about this. Um, I have some pretty strong statements to say on it. Hopefully, it doesn't get us kicked off YouTube. But um, Parkland shooting sheriff's step de- or Parkland shooting sheriff's deputy found not guilty on all accounts. Um, Scott Peterson, a sheriff's deputy who was at the Majorie Stoneman Douglas High School but didn't confront the gunman during the deadly Parkland shooting in 2018, was found not guilty of child neglect and other charges Thursday. Um, So I wanted to read some of the timeline. Let's see. Um, Peterson was the only armed school resource officer on campus when the shooting started. He was charged in 2019, more than a year after the gunman killed 17 people in the Valentine's Day attack. Surveillance videos showed Peterson didn't confront the gunman, and Public Safety Commission said he hid out for about 48 minutes. Peterson wasn't charged in connection with any of the people killed. Um, So, well, he said something... um, Uh, Let's see, his lawyer said in his case he 100% didn't know precisely where the shots were coming from. You can't plausibly analogize. I don't know, that's a misspelling there on the part of Yaw or who is this, Reuters? No, CBS News. Um, But I think they're trying to say analogize. Um, Let's see, there was another statement here where he said... Um, okay I don't know where it is But I have a, a clip of the audio And I'll show a picture of this guy Just super 48 happy.
0: minutes man Yeah and Citizens I, like, of several other countries Republican Chinese citizens from This was the first law a Parkland deputy who fled during a high school massacre was found not guilty of neglect of a child and culpable negligence on Thursday. Jurors spent about three days deliberating the case of former Broward County Sheriff's Deputy Scott Peterson, who remained outside Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School during a gunman's six-minute attack on February 14, 2018. Here's Peterson after the verdict. Got my life back. We've got our life life. back after four and a half years. Five and a half. It's been an emotional roller coaster for so long. Endless nights talking to Mark one in the morning, trying to understand and learn this whole case. It it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable.
1: Listen, that blubbering coward. People might say this is over the top, but he should. Four and a half years ago, he should have put a and pulled the trigger. A hundred percent agree. I people, a lot of people can't say that because they're like, "Well, I don't know what I'd do in that situation." I know what I would do in that situation because I've been in similar situations and much scarier situations. And I reached down, grabbed my big boy nuts, and got to work doing bad things to bad people on behalf of good people. That's what you have to do, especially if you sign that contract. And he was sixty, so he he's sixty now, so he was probably fifty six then, I guess, um, or fifty five. Like you've had a long time on the police force like that. You are a blubbering coward. I have no sympathy for this man. Yeah. This blubbering coward sitting there all happy. I hope he's haunted until the day he life or he gets hit by a bus. I have zero sympathy. I don't care. He should be extorted from the human race. And that might get us kicked off YouTube, but I don't care. That I am so disgusted by that human being. Yeah, I don't care what type of tough situation
0: he, he was in. He's just by himself. It does not matter. The kids that you're supposed to be protecting are literally getting slaughtered in the building that you're in. It's not like you're down the street and need to come react or something and then make entry. You're literally there. It's your job. But, I mean, he doesn't need to. You don't
1: know where the rounds are coming from? Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the fog of war. That doesn't mean you don't get in there and start slinging lead. Time
0: to start sweeping.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be a – I mean, you don't have to be – I'm not saying this like, oh, I'm Billy Badass and I'm not, everyone's terrified in a gunfight. I, I'm not saying that I'd walk in there and be like, come on, I'd be, I would be terrified. School shooter, don't know where he's at, especially all I got, a handgun, if that's all he had, school resource officer, I'd be, oh man, here we go. But you do it. You get up, you put one foot in front of the other and you go, you, you make that mental note, I'm dead. And then you t- flip the switch you realize you're dead and your simple goal is before he gets you to get him or to get them. That's, you have to make that decision. You can't, there was, um, I never understood it till deployment, but there was, uh, when we were watching, I believe it was band of brothers growing up. And one of the guys that they were interviewing at the end, how they always have like at the beginning and then interviews, he said, you just, you could not function until you realized you're already dead. And I never understood that until deployment, But I do now, and this guy, like, it's clear where his priorities were at. He wasn't – obviously, I can't read his mind, so I don't know why he became a police officer. But one thing I do know is that he did not take it seriously or did not understand to take it seriously when he took that vow to protect and serve. Because when I took that vow in MEPS, whatever the vow was to die for country, blah, 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 lay your life down for your fellow man. I took it seriously. And then I took it seriously till the day I got back from deployment, all my deployments. So yeah, that's just the lowest form of human being, especially when it's children to not go in. I'm so angry that he got off, but maybe he'll do the right thing head off. I don't think he, he, he has the ball. Actually, he probably (laughs) wouldn't even do that. He'd take pills and slit his, wrist in the bathtub the coward like he even in he'd probably be a coward um so anyway after that happy note (laughs) yeah um yeah again people are gonna say i'm i'm being too negative or that's harsh it's like no if if no one else can say it i can say it because i've been there done that not a school shooting but and plenty Much of scary times, situations.
0: you know, un- unless you're in police custody or whatever, like, you know, they don't have to really do anything. I, I mean, it's it's been in front of multiple courts, you know, s- since America's been an a around at, at this point, but it's, I don't care whether it's like legal or not to the other cop should, I mean, that guy should just be ridiculed. It should be he like, bullying, never, like, he better was, not
1: be allowed to be a cop. It, I yeah. tried to look that up. I couldn't, well, I couldn't find it, but he better not be allowed to be a police officer anymore.
0: Didn't it even say that, or like I just said, he was suspended. And I guess actually,
1: I um, yeah, I couldn't. I I looked it up. I'll I'll go more in depth lately, but I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine going like working in the police department with him, being partnered with him, knowing that he's a coward who will run if anything happens? He better oh, yeah, force retirement. We're <laughs> not no, no, no yeah. retirement. I just force kick him out. I should Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, on a, a less Dark note, maybe even a positive note. Um, credit where credit is due. We, you know, obviously I'm not a fan of Biden, but credit where credit is due. This is a smart decision. Um, maybe not Biden, but whoever's running things. Uh, they're making friends with India and trying to pull them away from Russia and China. So Biden, Modi hail new era for US India ties and tout deals. Um, deals on chips, minerals, tech, space, and defense, human rights, democracy and focus. And Modi addresses press, Congress. Uh, That was just like the little intro. So uh, U.S. President Joe Biden and Narendra Modi held a new era in their country's relationship after the White House rolled out the red carpet for the Indian prime minister on Thursday, touting deals on defense and commerce aimed at countering China's global influence. Um, Two great nations, two great friends, and two great great powers. Cheers, Biden told Modi in a toast at a state dinner. Uh, Modi said in a reply, you are soft-spoken, but when it comes to action, you are very strong. Whether that's true or not, it's, I'm glad that they're getting along. Um, Though the countries are not formal formal treaty-bound allies and India has long relished its independence, Washington wants Delhi to be a strategic counterweight to China. While neither leader criticized Beijing directly in official statements, they alluded to Xi Jinping's Xi Jinping's led government um the dark clouds of coercion and confrontation are casting their shadow in the indo-pacific modi told congress the stability of the region has become one of the central concerns of our partnership um so people can go look more into that um there's still not it's not exactly clear what all this is going to um you know to it's not clear what all this is going to include just um Semiconductors, critical minerals, technology, space, um, all things that we currently get from China that definitely we've talked about it before we need to get away from. Um, yeah, and hopefully we can help India out somehow.
0: I mean, they, they've they got a lot of issues, but a lot of manpower. And we should be selling them coal and natural gas and uh, power plants like absolutely just crazy. I mean, and then bring them in. Boom, let them deal with the – or I guess they're in the Indian Ocean, but let them handle that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get let's help them out. Let's um, spend that one hundred and forty billion we spent on Ukraine and building up some sort of strategic partnership where, you know, a pipeline. I, I don't know. So let's use it on somehow reinforcing our business connection to India. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is more local. Um, we'll get to, there's some more stuff on India and China in a second, but, um, New York somehow messed up legalizing weed. So how equity ruined cannabis shocker. Yeah. Well, how equi- equity, ruined cannabis legalization in New York, um, which is interesting. There's been a lot of affirmative action stuff in the news. The, um, Supreme court just shot down or basically said that colleges can't, They can't do or they can't use race in their admissions process. Um, But let's see, New York, New York's legal weed experiment is going about as poorly as possible. Earlier this week, the state finally signed off on a handful of new dispensary licenses, a full two years after legalization. Um, Illegal pot shops, meanwhile, have gotten so common and so attractive that to criminals that Governor Holchell has asked Albany to approve five figure fines and tough enforcement powers to help shut down It remains to be seen whether any state can legalize marijuana without serious downsides. That's a weird sentence. Um, Basically, what happened is illegal weed is booming right now because they made it their mission to give out their licenses to diverse people. So that was their focus, finding very diverse people, felons,
0: like they're trying to get former felons, like a giant percentage to,
1: <laughs> to make up for past marijuana um, convictions. So, which, by the way, I agree, weed shouldn't be for... illegal, but making up for yeah. marijuana, it doesn't change the fact that the person broke the law then. Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone's still in prison for marijuana, now obviously let him out, but like you don't have to go back and retroactively make up for that they broke the law like prohibition that was against the law so if you were a moonshiner like our, many in our family tree <laughs> yeah. well then you went to jail when prohibition was repealed I mean they didn't let him out but if you had been convicted you know you still broke the law during prohibition so I I don't get the the logic behind going back and retroactively forgiving you for breaking the law just because the laws changed now
0: and we're all for again
1: we're all for felons being immediately
0: or you know getting put back into society and not having all this dumb stuff on them mm-hmm. like make them pay their price but it's just like you're pitting that stipulation that these can like that is a requirement that for someone to have to get one of these stores oh yeah well and, and, that was and, that and was the thing like, on this
1: was that um, they messed it up because it took so long and so much bureaucracy to get these things done that by the time businesses are starting up, there's already a, a great market for a legal pot, which a lot of these um, misdemeanor crimes or smaller crimes have been where you can't prosecute them. So people are like, why am I going to go the route of paying more for legal weed, which in New York, the tax has got to be crazy. So it's just that they've somehow messed up legalizing weed. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And <laughs> Only a handful of shops, and most of
0: them are in a couple block area, too. It's just hilarious.
1: I mean, yeah. Um, anyway, so the interesting stuff I was saying about um, the – so the Supreme Court just told colleges they can't use race in the decision-making for admissions, but uh, they're also okay with this Native American kid stuff, which is, in my opinion, some racist segregation-era stuff. So, Supreme Court, this is from the New York Post, Supreme Court affirms adoption law that aims to keep Native American children with tribes. Um, in a 7-2 ruling, the court turned down a series of claims that sought to invalidate parts of the 1978 Indian Child Welf- Welfare Act that was enacted to address concerns Native Amer- or Native children were being separated from their families and placed in non-Native homes. Um, Amy Coney Barrett dismissed the claims from three white families, the state of Texas and other Repub- Republican-led states, that argued the law was against or was a form of racial discrimination. Let's see, what did she say? The issues are complicated, Justice Barrett wrote in the ruling, but the bottom line is that we reject all petitioners challenged to the statute, some of the merits and others lacking. Um, interesting because she's adopted a bunch of non-white kids and then she turns this down. And basically what this was is three families had foster kids that were Native American, loving families. The government went in, stripped them from them, put them with—they don't have to be family because they didn't have any family. Just put them with some Native family that the kid doesn't know as this family was trying to adopt them just because, of, just because they're Native, just because we got to keep the bloodline pure. I don't care if it's Native or white— that is racist segregation bullshit. How how can you say, okay, this kid isn't a loving family? This kid wants to stay here. It's biological parents, kicked it to the wind. It got taken away from them. No, you he have to be no family. get with yours, Injun. Like that's what the government's doing. Get with yours, Injun. And you'll say, oh, the tribes want it. Okay, yeah. The the tribes want it. Want it. What if a tribe of white people, the a tribe of white people was like You ain't giving our white babies to no Negroes. Get our white babies with some good white families. (laughs) Everyone would be outraged. This is exactly what that is. Just because, again, you can't make up for racism in the past, discrimination, winning a war against the Indians, putting them on reservations by racism now. Want to know who this hurts? The kids. So this is...
0: Yeah, the, uh, the uh, key word was, was no family because in that it's, it's like I don't mind the whole portion of like the first thing that they're trying to to, to look for is family members. Well, that exactly. is exactly how, how it should be. Once there happens, is no, no
1: relatives or anything there that you can give them to, at that point, then you're, you're just like, best family get you with your kind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your, it is, No family? Fine. get with Get with just, your kind. That is racist. And what's ironic is look at the way that The Guardian frames it. So U.S. Supreme Court upholds protections for Native American children. Children will continue to be protected under a law preventing removal from the tribal con- communities for fostering or adoption. Want well, to know what that makes it sound like? It makes it sound like a bunch of white people are like, "Ooh, I want a native baby. And then they're going and there's a, a native family. Please don't take our baby. And they're like, no, we got a good white family that wants it. No, please. That is not what's happening. Uh, two parents who are drug addicts, drunks, whatever, get their kid taken away, and they're like, what are we going to do with this kid? A nice white family comes in, says, hey, we'll we'll take care of this kid like it's our own, goes, lives with them for a year, child loves it. it uh, uh, amazing heart. Like, I don't know if I could do that. I I like the idea of, you know, being a foster parent. I don't know if I could do that what great people, yeah. and then they come back to him later and say, and the kid's crying, and they take it out of the arms, of it's family, and say, get with yours. Yeah. And, <laughs> they've, and they've already
0: a- a adopted, in, in this plaintiff's case, which is just one case, but it's, they've already adopted, too, some of the siblings, and so it's the one that they're trying to adopt. It, that is, they've had since what was like an infant or something, you know. And yeah, it, it, it's been with them you're for breaking four up years, family <laughs> or something crazy. You are breaking
1: like, up a family with this.
0: Yeah, and it's just like, whoa, we already got the other ones. They love us, they're a family. And so, uh, dude, I don't know. This is just, I don't get. And then this. the fact
1: that Amy Coney Barrett, who has a bunch of black kids from Africa, is like voting against this. It's like what the hell? But the, she'll she'll go after abortion. She'll go after. You know, all of these things that are go in line with her Catholic faith, but then when it comes to this, which is clearly... Like, it doesn't make any sense how... This is why, you know, we, we talk about how the Supreme Court shouldn't be political. We're past that. It has become political, and the right keeps saying that the left does it. The right political... I mean, Clarence Thomas, he's... I'll, I'll say he... I trust his, his rulings on things because he was against this. He was one of the few people that was against okay. this. That guy... One of the two that was against it, he, yeah, I he he parents. recognized. Like I think that he really just looks at the law, but then you see Amy Coney Barrett. It's like I think she's just the rights version of any of these, uh, the Ketanji Jackson, whatever. That's just going to do what she wants to do, and it's just it's such a bummer because it's like ah, this is what a great. I thought I watched the entire hearings of her getting in, and I was like, oh, this she seems great. Like she, she's clearly conservative, but like she answered every question, like, nope, this is the law. This is, I'll do it by that. But then it's like, well, what are you doing here? Like, it's almost like, it just doesn't make any sense why she would vote like that. Or maybe, maybe that's counterintuitive and maybe she wanted to undo it. And maybe she actually just couldn't find it in the law. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hard on her, but it doesn't make any sense to me how a woman who has adopted a bunch of a bunch of children from another race could, like, I I, it, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why she would do this unless there was some other reason. It legally doesn't make any sense, especially for her. But I, I don't have enough information to go on and to criticize her, really. So it's just, a, am just, I was so happy to get her in after watching the hearings that now I'm just like, Grumpy about it, so I'm not gonna throw a temper tantrum. (laughs) I'm gonna try and stop (laughs) it early. Might be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So back to India and China. So yeah, it's uh, 4:30, so we still got a bit. We're at
0: 38 Um, minutes, and I got it on the dot this time.
1: Okay. Um, So. China and India, digital currency, U.S. trying. No one is talking about this, but boy, is it a bad thing. So India to launch its own digital currency in 2022 through 2023. Um, India's central bank will issue a digital rupee in 2023 uh, financial year, which begins April 1st. India's finance minister, Nirmala Satharaman, said the introduction of the digital rupee would be based on blockchain and other technologies. India would be one of the world's largest economies to introduce a so-called central bank currency if it sticks to its plan following the footsteps of China, which is testing a digital yuan. So China, it makes sense why they do that. Um, India, what scares me about them doing it is, well, first off, it's setting a big precedent for the US to do this. And then you look at, we're making a bunch of, as this is going on, This is going on behind the scenes as we're making a bunch of economic deals with India. It's not going to be long before they say, well, we need a U.S. digital currency. This is going to be the push that's going to tell them we need a U.S. digital currency so that we can work together with India, so that we can go against China, who's in bed with Russia. They're going to turn it into this whole thing as an excuse to adopt a digital currency. People are going to go along with it. And we've already talked about the dangers of a digital currency on this, on this show, the, the U S government can say, you're not spending your money fast enough. So it's going to start disappearing. Oh, you're not allowed to spend money on that. Oh, you have a dissenting opinion. We're going to lock your accounts. And people like that would never happen here. Happens all over the world. Canada happens in Canada, happens in Britain. People get locked out in this country. People are already, if you have a a verboten opinion, Or you have a you know a, an outlawed opinion, then you're not allowed to. Bank would just be like you're no longer with yeah. us. You're not allowed to bank and not allowed to ride Uber. So what do you think happens when those banks now just say, yeah, your money. I mean, and it's one law where it says, oh, one law has to get passed. You're you're guilty of a hate crime. You're guilty of hate speech. And through this byline, the banks can actually they can't take your money, but they can adjust this or adjust that. So your money slowly trickles away they will find a way to take your economic power and as we've seen with bud light you know regardless of what you think about the bud light situation the bud light situation the target situation are we the people have a lot of economic power even if it's half the country and even if the majority of that doesn't care you get a, a you know 40 50 million people doing something boycotting bud light let's say your economic dollars have serious impact And, uh, yeah, you want to give that power away, go ahead and turn your money in for digital currency, but I will not. And I will ensure I don't care what I have to do. As soon as I get it, I'll buy gold, but they will not get me on the digital currency tip. And they've been poking around at that for the, for, you know, at least a
0: couple years. Uh, I mean, I'm not a crazy crypto guy. It confuses the living crap out of me. I've tried to understand it, but They've been poking around at that since COVID. I've at least heard of it. So I don't know. It's not good. (laughs) And if they get everything on that, I mean, all of our transactions are already, you can search them up. But there won't be any. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's just so much control, just like what you're saying. And clearly, just look forward, and you can see the slippery slope that leads to a cliff. Like, yeah, right there.
1: Yep. Um, So... I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Russia. What happened in Russia? Here's how the Wagner Group's mutiny unfolded over the weekend. Uh, this was last weekend. Um, I'm not going to go way into it. Everyone at this point knows, um, you know, the Wagner Group. Basically, I guess some troops had gotten hit with their own airstrike, and then horrible he, supplies. Yeah, so then they kind of rebelled, and the leader took them to Moscow, and then they left, and now Wagner were Wagner groups getting absorbed by the Russian military, which makes it seem like it was all by design. Um, What I thought was interesting was, so Biden says the U.S. and its allies had nothing to do with the Wagner group's rebellion against Russia. Um, I was thinking, hmm, the fact that they're even bringing, bringing it up that we didn't have anything to do with it. Well, these are mercenaries. What do mercenaries work for? Having worked in the private sector you know, a bit myself for a security industry or security industry leader, and then you working in security. Money. They work for money.
0: They're a little bit different, though, because they're sponsored by the state, which is different, right?
1: They're still mercenaries. They're sponsored by the state, and then they get money from the state, unless another state offers them a lot more money.
0: Yeah, yeah, because Africa, of
1: course. So that's what I was saying is, hmm, wouldn't it be interesting if, uh, like... would not surprise me at all if we just paid off Wagner Group.
0: (laughs) That's true, yeah. Which
1: kind of makes it dumb for Putin. They're not great bedfellows. They may be good fighters, but they're not great bedfellows. I mean, yeah. And they're not exactly the most ethical people. I was looking at this. Russia's Wagner Group led Central Africa massacres. Um, So Russia's Wagner Group has played a central role in a campaign of killings torture and rape in Central Africa and has driven civilians away from areas where its affiliated companies have been awarded mining rights. U.S. nonprofit, the Century Center Report. Yeah, that's one of the big thing with things with the, the foreign companies for contracting is, um, you know, everyone knows Triple Canopy and stuff, um, you know, SOC USA. But when you get into the foreign companies, boy, they really just – take the brakes off and let you go ham. You can do whatever you want, um, which can be both a blessing and a curse, I suppose. But, um, from, from not the
0: erratic movies, the fuck, the, the,
1: uh, necromonger, or whatever you kill it, you keep it type thing. <laughs> yeah. So not great bedfellows. Um, let's see. So I'm trying to move, move along quickly here. Cause I know you got to go to work. Um, so top us Republicans threatens impeachment probe of attorney general over Hunt, Hunter Biden. um, mm-hmm. So the Bidens, it appears, have got away unscathed, just like Alec Baldwin and all the other left-wing elites, Um, which got me thinking, should we be lawyers? (laughs) But, um, yeah, so a top Republican in the U.S. House of Representatives is threatening an impeachment investigation of Attorney General Merrick Garland over the Justice Department's criminal probe of President Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Um, You know, Hunter just... Pleaded guilty to some misdemeanors and I think the felony, but nothing will happen like the next day. He's at the White House dinner. Um, God, it is so unbelievable.
0: The the double standard. If you just have the uh, last name Biden, I guess you can
1: pretty much do anything. Next, we're going to see him doing lines in the Oval Office. (laughs) I mean, they have his messages to a Chinese diplomat saying, I got my father right here. Better send the funds and they chalk it up to he's on drugs unless it's a hallucination that doesn't mean like the only thing is you're dumber and you're you have less um uh what's the word starts with an l um inhibitions uh, starts with an i yeah so your inhibitions are lower um hmm, edit that out shannon (laughs) but yeah so his stuff he would be more vocal about stuff but he wouldn't just, doing drugs wouldn't just make him come up with a crazy hallucination and send a text message to a Chinese diplomat. Like, there's clearly something to it. So, unbelievable corruption. This is from uh, Marsha Blackburn's website, which I know is going to be biased, but I thought it was in, it's, you know, a pretty official individual, um, represented a Republican of Tennessee. So, under questioning by U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn, uh, Republican Tennessee, FBI Director... Deputy Director Paul Abate admitted the agency covered up 17 recordings of Joe and Hunter Biden with a Burisma executive who allegedly paid President Biden $5 million um, after being grilled by Senator Blackburn. Deputy Director Abate claimed, we often redact documents to protect sources and methods. The document was redacted. Um, so, yeah, they people keep bringing up Hillary Clinton. She brings it up here on her website. Um, I don't even care about that. I'm just like as right now as trump is as trump is under investigation for i mean classified documents like the just the silliest thing ever then this is going on i mean i, I it just blows my mind like how and he's it's, he's getting
0: which i guess we haven't got to, to the story but you know it's He's getting jammed up for a voice recording for files that were never even found by the DOJ. So and it's so it's just a voice recording. Whereas this guy has text making the FBI's covering at up
1: 17, 17 different recordings. And what blows my mind is how is why is who can do something about this? Like if we're to the point where this is going on and no one could do anything, I mean we gotta like make some serious adjustments on. I, I don't even know where to start doing local law enforcement doesn't work. Like we, the people are almost powerless here unless we elect someone who will do away with this. And I don't, I don't necessarily trust Trump with that. That's why I've been listening. I'm about halfway through with the RFK junior debate on Rogan. And I'm like, this is one of the scariest things to me the, the, the corruption of the justice department. And if he's willing to go in there and just gut it, and he has a personal reason to screw all of his super liberal social policies. I'll take it. This is an issue where I might be a one a one issue voter. I mean, yeah. cuz this is I really I'm we t- we like to talk about solutions. There really are no solutions that we can do. You can't affect this locally. All you can do is try to elect someone who will get someone into power that can change this or will change it themselves. The problem is again is again leading to that one you know, focal power
0: though too. Whereas why can't I like, why can't there be a, a, another like tea party movement or something where like the whole American first thing that happened, like I, I guess that, that's a more recent example, like something there where it's just all about just cleaning the government out. Like kind of like Trump was supposed to be like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if it's a Senator or whatever, that's that, especially a house representative, like their whole base is, is that. And if you, you can get enough of them together, maybe some of them get some committee seats, but Something has to change. I mean, this is just
1: so dirty, and no one cares. That's true. Maybe you get something like—I mean, you look at the the third biggest party is the Libertarians, and it's like, well, what are they focusing on? Maybe they can—there's some organizations trying to get Libertarian-leaning, like, uh, um, school board seats, but it's like we need something bigger, people getting, like— people really focusing on getting representatives or like taking parts of Congress. Like we need more States, not just like a Montana or a Minnesota or not Minnesota, but Montana or Wyoming or something, getting some crazy libertarian guy. We need, we need libertarian politics to get more, more popular maybe. And then maybe that'll get people in positions where maybe they're not going to change a ton of stuff because you know, a lot of people aren't going to take, especially in Congress and the corrupt government, aren't going to take a bunch of cutting the government, but maybe we can get them focused on at least this one issue. I don't know. It's a big problem. So I, I'm just kind of all over the place talking about it. But
0: And there, there's always been a double standard, you know, for, mm-hmm. for elites. But I, I, there just can't be this much, and it can't be this blatant to just where everyone is so dirty, every... Governor, everybody is just so dirty with this, and there's
1: no accountability. That's the problem. I guess that's that zooms in on what's boggling my mind about this is the blatancy with no repercussions. That's what's terrifying. Where it's like, oh, they don't even have to hide it anymore, and what happens? Absolutely nothing. That's like, oh shit, an oh
0: shit moment. (laughs) But voters don't even hold their own representatives and senators accountable, so it's just like I don't know what. Again, like, this isn't as bad, but again, Ted Cruz vacationing in, in Cabo. That's why I always go back to with the Republican Party not caring about you is Texas is closed down. People are hammering. People are screwed, and he's in Cabo, and it's just like, and no one cares. The voters don't care. No one cares. It's just like, I don't know, man. Yep. It's uh, quite
1: the bummer. A um, criminal. I was thinking, though, I mean, the fact that this stuff's even coming out now and people are reporting on it, I I still think that they're trying to get Biden out and obviously they don't want Kamala running. So I was thinking I've heard rumblings of a Newsom Obama ticket for 2024, 2028. Um, That would be interesting, but uh, too early to tell on any of that. Um, So we'll finish up on some Trump news here since we talked about Biden. Um, So he has a pathway to get out of the woods with some of this stuff, potentially. This is from uh, AP News. Judge rejecting Trump arguments signals to let New York criminal case stay in state court. Um, so let's see. The Hush Money case against former President Donald Trump appears headed back to New York court after a federal judge showed little inclination Tuesday to let Trump move the history. Um, I think this is the wrong article, right? Because I saw, yeah, judge to weigh whether New York's criminal case should be moved to federal court. Huh. That's weird. They must have changed the article by the time I finished it. But basically, they're um, going to decide soon. I believe uh, July fourteenth is the date whether Trump's case gets moved to federal court or gets thrown out. So potentially, I mean, I have zero faith in the in the system, but it is possible that Trump's case gets thrown out here soon. and then I mean, that'll be at least a win, not not even because I like Trump, but just because, Again, it's so blatantly one sided. I'm like, I don't want Trump to get in trouble if he's the only one.
0: Yeah, and, and especially when, again, it, obviously the re recording isn't very good, but if they can't find the Iran documents that are supposedly he didn't classify there and they weren't, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Tim Poll's reporting and CBS, like, if, if a few different places are reporting that now, like, uh, I. You're
1: gonna hammer him,
0: a former <laughs> yeah. president, but not the drug a- again just complete
1: double standard yep um but it it has helped Trump uh so I thought this was interesting so his indictment stuff started in April and let's see here um, there was a huge bump so DeSant- him and DeSantis are the big you know the big guys starting in April this is according to five thirty eight the polling started to change in Trump. There became a massive divide between DeSantis and Trump. Before, they were both around, wait, how do I just, yeah, they were both around 40%, and then now DeSantis is hovering around 23.5%, and Trump's over 50%, um, and this is for updating average for each Republican candidate in 2024 primary polls, accounting for each poll's recency. So, so, yeah, it's um, it's interesting that this whole thing has helped Trump quite a bit in the polls. Um, so as long as they can't stop him from uh, – can, can they stop him with this stuff? I don't think so. I don't think they can stop him from running. Maybe they could take him off the ballot in certain states, but those states he wouldn't win anyway, I guess. Um, for, well, I mean, for the documents, I mean, that would go immediately federal, so that'd be
0: a – that may be a felon. <laughs> right? Can you can you be I president? Don't think, I doubt me? it. I don't think he can run again.
1: I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here with, with all this. Um, well, if Trump can't run, then I'll tell you that Trump will decide whoever's elected next, because whoever he endorses will be the next president of the United States, um, because people love a martyr, and they've turned Trump into a martyr. They've bit off more than they can chew, and they may be able to stop him, but they won't be able to stop his influence, um, so I guess we'll just have to see how it goes. But <laughs> they're giving him a
0: bunch of free press right now, and making him out as a martyr kind of.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was saying. They're making him a martyr, so you're only increase, increasing his influence. Um, but we're gonna get to the final video here, um, so it's going to be uh what separates us from the animals. Just a funny, a funny thing. So if you want to hit the uh, what separates us from animals bumper, and then you can kind of walk over here. Just um, some funny people I found that just make funny videos, and then there's one that's not um, not these guys, but.
0: Today, gentlemen, we sink our flaming spear into the hearts of the rich. What the, the hell are
1: you doing? Shall I toss it, sir? Give the honor into the harbor. Down with the king! Today, gentlemen. <laughs> Those guys are funny. Hey, I'm going to go chill with some of my new friends. See you later, Mom. Uh, Don't do you think it's time that you grow up? Did you leave it Wait up! <laughs> <laughs> so those guys are some funny guys. Um, the name's Codell. There's one more video I wanted to show you. It's pretty funny. This one's not them, but just another funny video. I, I was going down a funny video rabbit hole, and I was like, yeah, this is definitely a what separates us from the animals, is that we make...
0: Suggestions? I mean, running away, obviously. That's
1: where I was going with it. I was going running away,
0: really. How far should we run away?
1: Quite a long way. And how soon? Now. 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 (laughs) Yeah, for those who can't hear, um, well, if you're listening on Spotify or YouTube, then and that's it, by the way. If you're listening on Spotify or YouTube, then uh, you have video, but as... um, just some funny videos of people being silly. Um, yeah, I don't need headphones. Um, I know you got to go, bro, but um, yeah, we appreciate you guys sticking with us. A uh, bit discombobulated on some of the things today, but overall, um, had a lot to cover. think we hit everything I wanted to hit, um, updated everyone, got some cool stuff coming up in the future, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll try and we'll get another episode filmed Monday out by Tuesday. That's the game plan. And uh, maybe next week also I'll release a free sample chapter. I've been playing around with recording the audiobook myself of um, How to Get Out of Work, the first book that I wrote. So maybe give people a sample of that, kind of get some feedback. Um, but do you have anything else, Broski? No, bro. Good episode. All right. Well, insert funny end thing before I say, no, I won't do that. Uh, I normally would insert a uh, couple things at the end where I say, don't do this, don't do that. Oh, is that your work alarm? Oh, yeah. We're well, this. perfect timing. Uh, keep a book on your nightstand. Read it before you go to bed. That way you're smarter tomorrow than you were today. we got to play. We got the